Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast where we talk about issues relating to health, fertility, and parenthood. On today's episode, I am joined by Lisa Thomas. Lisa is a sought-after epigenetics expert, speaker, author, and transformational leader who contributes to society by facilitating accelerated healing. Through the expansion of self-awareness, people are empowered to embrace collaboration and contribute to transforming the future of society. She has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their business and life goals by releasing inherited emotional DNA, such as fear of success, fear of failure, anxiety, procrastination, fear of public speaking, false money beliefs, relationship drama, and business stagnation. Lisa achieves this within her small group programs, private coaching, infinite opulence healing activation products, and her Soul Awakening Method certification for healers. She lives in LA with her husband and family. Lisa has been featured on Good Morning, La La Land, Alley and You, Dare to Dream, Inspired Conversations, Spirit Purpose Energy, as well as other stages and podcasts. Her book, Make Mistakes into Money, is now available on Amazon. Welcome to the show, Lisa. I'm so excited for us to have our conversation. Ever since we met each other on the SoCal Wellness Expo, I think a month ago, I think we were, de- we were just saying we're destined to, to have our paths crossed. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm truly honored and grateful to with you, be with you, beautiful Josephine. Thank you for asking me. Oh, my pleasure. So I think the best way for us to dive into um, everything that you can share with us is to start off by talking about your life's work and your passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I do something unique for in the world. It's becoming more common, but I release inherited patterns. And with the intention of this, Josephine, is that it really empowers people because we inherit a lot from our lineage. And it's not, I mean, we get many good things. Our gifts and our talents come through our ancestors so do trauma energies and burdens and inherited patterns that just kind of complicate our life. And so as a child, I was very, um, how, like, I was very shut down into my mid twenties because I was born with certain gifts that you didn't know how to express. Right. And I just felt that it wasn't safe for me, but as time went on and I became more aware of who I was and took action in that, paying attention to things, then this is really when I was able to step into my work. Mm -hmm. And I'd love for you, Lisa, to go into exactly what different um, services you provide for people and that way people can get a sense of um, how they can work with you. Well, how about, if, how about if I talk a little bit about how this shows up in people's life, right? Because people can work with me one-on-one, Josephine. They can work with me um, online, right? They can work with me to get certified in my method. But, but really, it's about bringing an awareness to people that it's something that will help them, right? Mm-hmm. So. The beautiful gift of this, I think, besides helping somebody transform their life, is it affects the generations. And many people are very aware, especially if they were born into a, a difficult family life, and, or they have siblings or parents that couldn't function well, and yet they can. 
that they were born into this world to make a difference and that they were going to stop generational patterns. But we don't know how to do that oftentimes. And when an inherited pattern is cleared within the epigenetics, that's our emotional DNA. The emotional DNA is 100% based on the life experiences of ancestors. So when that clears, what happens is it clears from both sides of the veil, meaning it clears from everyone that um, came before you, all right, in your lineage that's either alive or deceased, and it clears from children. It can help release blocks that are preventing us from having what we truly desire in our life. Does that, that help? Is so, yeah, no, that really helps. And it's so fascinating to hear you talk about that. I'd love to, you know, a question that came to mind as you were talking, mm-hmm. would be how does one begin to, to recognize that there are these limitations, that there are mm-hmm. these patterns in mm-hmm. one's life mm-hmm. um, that may come from their childhood, but may come from way before? Like, what is that? How does one Great question. So process? there are two ways, right? So we inherit things. Now that's in our subconscious. All right. We don't we don't awake one morning in the cells of our our memory cell and go, oh, this is what it is. But we also, in addition to that, we have traumatic things in our life. You know, who's had a parent or a teacher at school blame them for something that they didn't do. But you got blamed, but somebody else who 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 should be blamed got off. Well, that creates this feeling of shame. But oftentimes the emotion of shame is inherited. So what happens is as we, as we go through life and we experience the trouble of life, those things, the subconscious thinks it's protecting us. So it traps these things. And oftentimes one child can inherit one thing and the other might not, or one becomes awakened in it. They're called informational tags in the epigenetics. And an informational tag can be turned on at any time. It can also be released at any time. And, and, and dissipate. But the very best way is to really pay attention. And what I mean by that is, what are things that repeat in your life that you don't want to repeat? Now, you might become, you might be aware as an adult that there's a pattern in the lineage. Maybe um, a mother or a father was divorced twice, right? And then single for the rest of their life. Or maybe there's a pattern of marrying or partnering up with a partner that is abusive. Because what happens is we send out this frequency, vibrational energy, and what it does is it sends it out into the world because it's unconscious, and then it attracts people just like us. So at first in a relationship, we think, oh my gosh, this is heaven sent. But really, you know, when it comes to abuse, it's not. It could be that, well, for a lot of reasons, right? We know that. But these are just patterns that you're going to see as an adult within family dynamics. And then really pay attention to things that keep repeating in your life. It can be as simple as the ongoing pattern of being frustrated. Or or as a parent, maybe you're getting angry with your children over little things. Mm -hmm. By the way, that's normal. But but it can also be dissipated and, and relaxed. So it's not an automatic trigger, but maybe you were raised with a father or or a parent 
who constantly got upset over little things. So it's a learned behavior and it's an inherited behavior. Mm, okay. That makes sense. And mm-hmm. thank you for explaining it that way. That totally made sense to me. Um, so, you know, speaking of sort of negative patterns and then, mm-hmm. and beginning to recognize them, I think that's um, huge. That leads into that self-awareness that I see you speak of a lot mm-hmm. in, on your, on your website. And, and you know, what are some ways then that we can tap into the self-awareness so that we can start to recognize these, these patterns that come up in our lives? Oftentimes when negative patterns consistently repeat, right? It's very hard to see outside of ourselves. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. It just really is because we're in it. We're in the trauma of it. We're in the grief of it. We're in the sadness of it. And it doesn't mean that you're walking around consciously aware of being a victim, but what happens on the subconscious level is it really believes that you're a victim to everything else and everyone else. Mm -hmm. So something that I like to do when I'm, I'm using the word triggered. So it's when all of a sudden something impacts me in a negative way. It could be anything. It could be somebody on the, on the freeway. It could be one of my kids say something to me that just throws me off or my spouse is I'm in the habit now has taken a long time of pausing. And I ask myself two questions. What is this feeling or emotion showing me? What is it that I need to let go of? What is it I might need to begin to do? Now, I love asking questions out loud. And the reason I like asking questions out loud, go into the bathroom, the bathroom is the best place to go when you've got kids and you need privacy and, and whisper it, speak it out loud, find that, find the three minutes to yourself. And then I want you to pause, ask the question and pause. So instead of being reactory in the trigger, find a place to escape to ask the question to yourself. Everyone has guardian angels, whether you believe it or not. In fact, you don't have to believe anything I say, right? But know that the universe does want to support you, even in the very worst times. And when you speak these questions out loud and you pause, you will be surprised within that moment or within an hour or later in the day, you will have a greater awareness of what it's really trying to show you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just, I love it. It's, uh, it's as if someone were speaking back the words that I often like to, to speak. And I'm always, you know, I always put the idea of the, the power of the pause within the context Mm -hmm. of my work within the fertility world yeah, and, and how we have to sort of, Mm -hmm. we get caught in this single-minded focus Mm -hmm. of trying to become a parent yeah. That we forget to take these moments to pause yeah. and to reevaluate where we're at, what we can actually handle, mm-hmm. how we're feeling in the process, and what we need to nourish ourselves. So exactly. I love that you actually take it a step further and say the questions out loud. I often oh, will yeah. just say the questions in my head, right. but this is kind of like taking that next step of journaling. You know, I always say, well, I'm thinking about these things in my head. Yeah. And then it became a totally different 
yeah. scenario when I actually just wrote things out. Right. And I imagine the same can be said when you verbalize it. And it activates it. the subconscious. And also oh. our words are a vibrational energy that goes out. So there's three reasons. It activates the subconscious to talk out loud. It connects that brain, the brain patterns or the brain, the right and left hemisphere. The other thing it does is it, when you speak out loud, it gives your guardian angels permission to help you. So see, they're in our life so that something doesn't happen that takes your life early. They're, help, they're there to help bring things to you, but they can never, ever, ever take away free will. That would mm -hmm. against, go against universal law. So when you ask them out loud for help like that, think of them like doing a happy dance. They are, they're just waiting to be asked for help. And, and the third thing it does is it sends that vibrational energy out. So when we speak something, this is why hypothetically, and it's happened, somebody will speak a new invention out loud. Maybe they only mm -hmm. speak it to one person in their home. A year later in Australia, it's already developed. Because see, we pick up these thoughts and, and vibrational energies subconsciously. So mm -hmm. when you speak this type out, then it just, it, it activates a response from the universe too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had an experience with that that I have to share with you, Lisa. Ooh, I, was, I met with this many years ago, but this person, it was at a wellness conference and mm -hmm. I just had 15 minutes with her. She's a coach. And I was telling her what my visions were of my future. And one of yeah. the things that I wanted to do was to write. And and, you know, I had some, I was feeling very, um, like blocked by that. And mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was ready for that path. I was sort of limiting mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And she told me to say it out loud that uh, I am a writer. Yeah. And then it just progressively, we said it louder and louder until I was screaming it in this oh. like wellness, this room of like I other people this. doing other things. Yeah. And I said it, I said, I am a writer. I screamed at the top <laughs> of my lungs. I will never forget this. One. I have a book coming out in July and my first one. And I think about that moment where mm -hmm. I thought that I didn't allow myself yeah. to think these things, to mm -hmm. have that energy within me. But so true. you know, when you talked about how this saying it out loud creates that energy, sends that out and all those things. It just brought me back to that moment. I love that. I love but it I, too. And it's a great way. It's a great example to, to um, show how things can begin to shift just with the mind, right? right. Because yes. there are inherited, very real inherited patterns of being afraid to write, afraid to learn. It can be, there are inherited fears, right, around public speaking, mm -hmm. right? those can be released. We don't have yeah. to live in that. And I do want to add here, because it's really important. I love lineage and I honor ancestors. And the mm -hmm. reason that I know that it releases from both sides is because in the beginning of my work, as I was awakening, right, to who I was, ancestors of my clients would come to me and say, thank you. And they really taught me, Josephine, that, I mean, we've heard it probably, but that we carry with us what we can take care of on earth. We don't have to carry stuff. We don't have to carry the unforgiveness. We don't have to carry the trauma. 
And the last blasting around it is that there's nobody's fault here. Nobody's at fault. This isn't the time to now blame mom and dad or grandpa for losing the family fortune or whatever. It just happens and we all do it. And you're not doing anything wrong if it get, as it gets passed down to your own children. We mm-hmm. do not agree to come to earth without a knowingness of what we're agreeing to, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. we can deal with it. Yeah, I love and, that. And we can choose to release it. Yeah. Yeah, there's always that choice. Yes. I want to just, you know, quickly, I, I think I'm taking this for granted that people who are listening understand the concept of energies, but perhaps yeah. they don't. So if you right. can just quickly describe what you're sure. talking about when you're talking about energy healing or just releasing energies mm-hmm. and, and oh, all of that. Too. My favorite topic. <laughs> Absolutely. And it makes sense because we can't see, we, it's very hard oftentimes to believe what we cannot see. Mm-hmm. So let's go back just 200 years ago where doctors, patients were dying because they weren't washing their hands. They weren't, sta- they weren't changing their gowns. And they had a really hard to be- time believing because they couldn't see that there were germs. It was a big thing then, right? But now mm-hmm. we know that. We know technology has proven to us that just because we can't see it at a certain time doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And the other favorite analogy of mine is I've always loved the character in Charlie Brown, Pigpen. And I always thought he mm. got a ba- bad rap, okay? And now is it, I get it. So I use the analogy of Pigpen in Charlie Brown as that he's carrying around with him a dust cloud. He's walking around in this dust cloud. Now, from my perspective, what that's doing is it's blocking the soul from seeing out and really recognizing who we are. And then when I go in and, well, the person's body does it, but when the body subconsciousness releases this vibrational energy, it allows others to see him for who we are, for who they are. How often have we been in life where we feel misunderstood? We feel like people don't see us. We hold back in what we want to say and, and speak up about because nobody ever gets us. Mm. A vibrational energy is just a frequency that is not seen by the human eye. So every word in the dictionary, Josephine, has a frequency. It's a megahertz. But I have found in my work, it doesn't, the subconscious does not relate with frequency or megahertz. What is 450 megahertz that's blocking blah, 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 dot, 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 right? The -hmm. subconscious, we work in emotion. We work in life. We work through experiences. But every one of the words has a megahertz attached to it. So, for example, love is a very high frequency. Shame is the lowest frequency. And so that vibrational energy that I love releasing is the low frequency. And then what happens is the soul that's who we are, all right, is able to manifest more presently. It's able to move into the, to real, really connect with the physical body and heal those things that um, even on a physical level, on that level, when we heal the emotional part, it will help heal things physically. Mm, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I thank you for going into that introduction <laughs> into energy. Did it help me? No, sense? I found myself. I'm like, no, for me, it makes sense. I mean, and I yeah. understand you know, energies and stuff, but I thought, oh, wait a second, maybe yeah. the listeners don't really That's understand that. Great We're question. Just taking it for granted. And so you already mentioned just now this idea of healing mm-hmm. and many of the listeners um, 
are trying to conceive. They mm-hmm. are, many of them use assisted reproductive therapies mm-hmm. and, you know, myself included. So we, mm-hmm. through that process, you deal with a lot of pain, with yes. a lot of loss, a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. I'd love your advice on beginning that process of healing from experiences like that. Yeah. And I've had clients that have gone through this process. In fact, I have one now. There are a lot of things. I'm going to put it into it's, it's complicated. Not it, It's complicated because it involves a lot of different aspects of life. So for example, there can be an inherited belief as a woman that we are not enough if we cannot conceive. That somehow it's our fault. That somehow then as we are going through it, that it's a weakness that we're giving into this or that we have to wait for this. And many women will wait, right, until it's becoming almost too late. And what happens with when we reach a certain age for women, time seems to be of a panic for them. There's this urgency in time. And when we are experiencing this anxiety and urgency, it's, it's harder to conceive just on its own, right? It just is. But... The thing that I have really come to understand in in this process is that is to one shift the concept, shift the first thing that it's a weakness, and to realize that two hundred years ago this wasn't an option. Both of my grandmothers could not conceive. Now there wasn't even a way to find out if that was theirs or their spouses. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So they both adopted. My mother is adopted. Mm -hmm. All right. It caused great pain in their life not to conceive because the role of a woman at that time was about family, a hundred percent, right? And so their worth was valued on that. Those things come passed down to us. So first recognize that if you're thinking about doing this, that you were born in the 20th century for a reason. It is a gift to be able to do this, that it's not a weakness. It is truly an empowering gift to take action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love how you framed it in that light because you're right. There is so much shame associated Mm -hmm. with it and Mm -hmm. it's so intertwined into one's identity as a woman, Mm -hmm. but looking at it from the lens of, you know, this ability to be able to make this Mm -hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, puts it in a better perspective. Yeah. And it's all about mindset, especially as you go it further is. and further down the line of this journey. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for, for that. For that. Mm-hmm. And the next question I had as I was perusing through your site, um, it caught my eye, was about forgiveness. Ah. And so, you know. <laughs> the I dreaded topic one. of forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to go there. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Whether someone who's trying to grow their family or even for someone who's already a parent, mm-hmm. there are many experiences that call for forgiveness. Yeah. And in my personal inner work, I had to learn how to forgive myself and give myself yeah. grace and compassion. And that yeah. just took so much time. Uh, but it was once I finally got it, it was so freeing. Yeah. So for our audience that may have never gone through this process before, I'd love for you to share with us your views on forgiveness, how it starts with oneself Mm -hmm. and how that translates into forgiveness of other people in their lives. Yeah, that's a, it's a great question because forgiveness is an action verb. And when we're caught in trauma, 
it's very hard. Just own that, that it's hard to take action to forgive. And the hardest person to forgive is yourself. Because even though, let's say we've been a victim of abuse, physical abuse, um, child abuse, right? We still on some level, even though as an adult, we know it wasn't our fault, we are still impacted by that seven-year-old age where we feel like we could have done something. And then what if we spoke up and, and we were shamed for it and said they didn't believe us? You know, it gets really complicated in this. And so how about if we go from there to an easier way to begin? All right. And I've got a tool. I have a tip. You're going to talk out loud. So write this one down. So what you do is I'm going to use the example that somebody flips you off on the freeway or cuts you off because that's usually an instant where you get angry. Mm -hmm. What I want you to do is count to 12 out loud. Now you don't have to count slow. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. And then you're going to speak. I forgive you driver for being inconsiderate, rude and, and doing that. Now here's the practice part. I forgive myself for being annoyed. I forgive myself for being impacted in a negative way. And I choose to let this go. Okay. Because what it does is it really teaches us that we have to do it. It's easier to do it in the moment, everybody, and just start practicing with that now in the present tense. So your spouse comes home. You've been waiting all day for him to help with the kids or to take you out to eat or something. And he just plops down on the TV in front of the TV, find a quiet spot, speak it out, count to 12 and say, I forgive you, George, right? For ignoring me when I needed you. I forgive. Now this will catch you off guard here. I forgive myself for being, for being disappointed. Now on a subconscious level, when we get disappointed about something, we hold ourselves responsible, even though we are also blaming somebody else for it. Does that make sense, Josephine? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. I, Any I'm questions? No. <laughs> no, because as you were doing, I'm like, oh, I love this. I'm going to try this today. But then as you were doing the example of, mm -hmm. of the spouse coming home and then, mm -hmm. you know, I understand the part of saying that you forgive them for mm -hmm. coming in and doing that. Mm -hmm. Then that next part though, I can find, I can understand people having difficulty with Super that. hard, super hard. You know, you're forgiving yourself because I mean, it comes down to a lot of, well, at least in that instance, it comes mm -hmm. down to a lot of expectations yes. that you have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I find that lately I've been thinking about expectations a lot is a, the sort of the cause of a lot of unnecessary anxiety and stress mm -hmm. that I put upon myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so in that situation, you're, you know, you're forgiving yourself for having those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I guess the next part is sort of what would be your next step in that situation? If you'll practice this, it gets easier because it mm -hmm. teaches your subconscious to just relax a little bit. Now, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm, on my website, I have a set of audios, um, Josephine, called Forgiveness. It's called the Forgiveness Series. And there are three hours of content that you literally just plug into your ears. And the subconscious connects with it and releases it. 
because it gets complicated in forgiveness. One, you can literally inherit it, inherit from your lineage, the pattern of being unforgiving, unforgiving of yourself, unforgiving of others. So that's what one whole audio is. Now, this is the one set of audios that you require, it requires um, participation, where you pause it and you speak something out loud. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh-huh. okay. There really is. And you can re-listen to these, but what it does in, in assisting you is it releases the vibrational energy, see? Then mm-hmm. the second one is on forgiving those people in our life that have hurt us. It can be the bully at school. It can be the boyfriend that um, got you pregnant and left. Mm-hmm. It can be forgiving yourself around abortion. It can be forgiving yourself that actually, actually, hold on, because the third one is about all about forgiving yourself. How many times have we done something in our life, younger years, that we understand consciously why we did it, but it still bothers us? Mm-hmm. That's what right. you forgive yourself about. And it brings those awarenesses to you. The whole thing is, is about bringing them to your awareness and then having you speak it. And then I go in there because you'll be connected to my voice by the third part of it and release vibrational energies that trip it up, that cause us to hold back from forgiving ourselves. Fascinating. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to have to delve into that one. You know, I, I always try to provide the listeners with actionable tips from our guests. And I know you've given us so many great words of wisdom already mm-hmm. and some tips already, mm-hmm. but I'd love for you to share before we end our conversation, just something that one tip that on how they can respond to life in a more mindful way based on the work that you do. Become more aware and know that it is in your divine right to, you know, live your purpose, to be, to, to do and be what you believe you came to earth to do. And so be aware what's holding you back. You don't have to know the answer to that, but you have to be aware. And, and the very best thing is that you have to begin to take action in it. You're not a victim. Nobody's a victim, even though sometimes it feels like it. Mm, Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm all about tapping into our awareness so that we can Mm -hmm. really start to access that clarity that comes with it. Mm -hmm. And I always ask my guests to share gratitude just as an example of how we can shift our energy from negativity Mm -hmm. to positivity. Mm -hmm. So I'd free to share yours for today, Lisa. Well, I'm grateful to be here with you. I'm grateful that we met and we connected so well, Josephine. And I'm really grateful for my life. I've never been happier in my life. I've never been so fulfilled as I am right now. And the first half of my life wasn't that way. And so really I'm grateful that there isn't a time period to when change can take place. I'm really grateful to be born now. I really, I dig that gratitude. Well, the first that we connected and we met, uh, a couple of weeks ago, that was just wonderful. But that gratitude of, mm-hmm. you know, being in a wonderful spot in your life mm-hmm. because you're doing, you're fulfilling your passion and your purpose. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. So Lisa, if you can share yes. with the audience how they can connect with you, where they can mm-hmm. learn more about you, I'd love mm-hmm. for you to share. Mm-hmm. Well, you can go to my website. It's lisathomasenergyhealing.com. And... On there, there's, I have a private Facebook group and it's a long name, but you'll see the, the Facebook logo on my, on my website, but it's 
releasing inherited emotional DNA is my private Facebook group. I go in there on a weekly basis. I talk about stuff like this, but I also talk about how, what the world is like right now and what we can do. And if that might be of great value to you. I do visualizations in there that really help connect the subconscious to the conscious mind. I'd love to have you part of my world. Amazing. I, I joined it after the, um, the wellness event. So I highly recommend for <laughs> the listeners to go and check it out on Facebook and also to see your website for more information. Well, thank you so much again, Lisa. It was such a pleasure You're reconnecting welcome. with you and hearing these wonderful explanations for so many different topics that are applicable to all the different parts of our life. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Responding to Life podcast. For more info on today's guest, check out the episode summary. I'd love to connect with you more, so be sure to check out my website, respondingtolifepodcast.com, for links to previous episodes, articles I've written, and interviews I've done on mindfulness, meditation, infertility, and parenting. You'll also find free video meditations on my site and on my YouTube channel, Josephine Atlery Meditation. If you'd like to book a one-on-one session with me, you can do so on the website. You can also follow me on Instagram at Josephine R. Atlery for daily inspiration and mindfulness tips. Finally, I'd love for you to join my Facebook groups to connect with a supportive community and receive greater insight on how to incorporate mindfulness into your life. Check out the Mindful Parenting Group with Josephine Atlery or the Empowering Your Fertility Group. Thanks again for tuning in today. I look forward to sharing more conversations with you on how to respond to life in a more mindful way.